the new year. It's 2021, baby. I feel so different. It's amazing. What's changed for you, Matthew? Oh, I, 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 nothing. Excellent. And you, Steve? <laughs> I'm not allowed to do the intros anymore. No, <laughs> <laughs> no you, you, no, I, you did a great job, mate. You, you really did. That's you... not what your lawyer said. Well, you know, my lawyer's a crab, so there's not much I can do about that. Yes. We... <laughs> We are the Trailer Island Podcast, and we talk about films in the trailers. Did the trailer live up to the movie? No, did the movie deliver what the trailer promised? That's what we yeah. do. And we're stuck here on this tropical island that is Trailer Island because there's nothing else for us to do but talk about trailers. Which is actually not a bad life, really, is it? Not really. No. It's a um, disease. But, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I think it was, a, it was a blessing with the film we're talking about today. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, this was uh, delightful. Mm. Uh, just, just, just back to my comment before, Matthew, you seem rather perturbed by my, my lawyer. Being oh, a- I just well, my lawyers have told me that we weren't allowed to discuss the lawyers, so now I'm uh, quite conflicted. I'm, uh, I'm not quite. Sh- I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm, not, I, I'm panicking. My doctor has said we should talk about lawyers more. Mm, we are cross purposes here, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Yes, yeah. we are. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, to celebrate, uh, you know what? I don't even know what, but uh, I feel like we've. We're starting, we're starting the year off on a on a high. We yeah. we had two films that we were going to that we've been, managed to be able to see in the last week, and we mm. thought, you know what, which one do we want to do first? And we had this film, and we thought we, we could also discuss Wonder Woman. Yeah, both new releases over the Christmas New Year period, and we thought, what a better way to start the year off with than not <laughs> arguing about the quality yeah. of a film. Starts that you're off with the film that deserved to be in theatres. Yeah. yeah so, so, so this is obviously a Disney Plus film as well. And I have to admit, I felt a bit cheated that I didn't get mm-hmm. to see this on the big screen. Yes. Well, I think from that you can gather that we are talking about Wonder Woman next week. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> and this week, who would like to, do, to introduce this one? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a crack. We're going to be talking about uh, the new Pixar film, Soul. What the... What is this place? What's your name, honey? Uh, I'm Joe. I teach middle school band. Cut it, go for it! Today started out as the best day of my life. Back here tonight, first show's at 7. Yes! Woohoo! You know what that's gonna say? Joe Gardner! <laughs> I did it! I got the gig! Must have been sudden for you. Ah! Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Help! I'm not done! Holy! Oh, oh my goodness! No, it's the great before. This is where new souls get their personalities, quirks, and interest before they go to Earth. Meet 22. I don't want to go to Earth. Stop fighting this. I don't want to. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, I already know everything about Earth, and I don't want anything to do with it. You're missing out on the joys of life, like uh, pizza. I can't smell. We can't. We can't taste either? All that stuff is in your body. No smell, no taste. Or touch. See? Okay, I get it. Wow. It's my life. 
Is all this living really worth dying for? You're still alive? Can you help me get back? No way! There I am. What are we waiting for? Wait, not me! That's weird. What is it? 151,000 souls go into the great beyond every day, and I count every single one of them. The count's off. Huh. That's a great trailer. It is, isn't it? Yeah, and I think that represents the film pretty well, actually. I think it re- represents the first act of the film really well. It doesn't give stuff away. It That's what I yeah. love about it. That's it is. It's like the first. Oh, well, yeah, third for the first act, mm-hmm. and as a result, you get these wonderful surprises as you go through. The, like you know what the film's going to be from that. So this guy has died and goes to what they call the great. Well, he escapes basically going up into heaven the great or beyond, the great, the beyond, great beyond, yeah, and ends up in the great before, which is before people have been born. And um, obviously wants to get back to the real world and encounters some friends along the way. Yeah, I think that's pretty pretty succinct, pretty accurate. And he's got he's a passionate jazz musician, mm. and music plays a really big role in this. I just every bit of it was just <laughs> sublime. No, it really is. Yeah, the music in this film was I thought like one of the massive standouts. Like I, I really wasn't expecting this from Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. No, so I so I was surprised to see these two guys on this soundtrack. So they've worked with David Fincher a lot yeah. recently. I think they're from Nine Inch Nails, aren't they? That's correct. Yes, yeah. that's right. And I guess just because of what David Fincher does, a lot other than Mank, obviously, which is a very period um, soundtrack, they're very broody. Yeah, they and are. Very, synth very, very synth, very yeah. heavy, yeah. solid noise. Suspenseful, and, I'd call it. Yeah, and, and we've got these two worlds. So we've got the, the soul world and we've got the real world. Mm. And when we're in those separate worlds, we've got two completely different soundtracks. Mm-hmm. In the real world, real world, we've got Joe's jazz and yeah. all that stuff. And then in the before and after life places, it's mostly the great before. We've got this... <laughs> Dark and brooding, yeah. uh, ethereal music, but mm-hmm. it's not always dark and brooding. It has certainly there's a lot more light moments. Probably we're used to you know Trent Resident and Atticus Ross giving us really sort of this heavy duty stuff, but in this they they lighten it mm. up and they match the film beautifully. Well, yeah. they create the atmosphere really nicely, especially when they're in the soul world. I, I felt that that kind of gave it an ethereal feel, which I, which it probably is you know quite fitting for where they are. Mm. Um, I thought it was quite, yeah, very nice. So Joe ends up in The Great Before, where he spends a lot of his time, and he meets a little soul called 22. That's right, yeah. And 22 has been around a long time, because as we heard in the trailer, she wants nothing to do with Earth. And I guess the story is really about the things that they teach each other. Is that what we'd say? Yeah, I think it's fair to say that a lot of the characters, well, most of the characters have an arc in this, and they all Mm -hmm. learn something. And um, I think that's why it's such a fulfilling movie is, is that, that all these characters are on their own journeys, but they all help each other to, in their own way in certain respects. But yeah, I think it's really nice that they have different goals, but they all kind of learn to appreciate what they should or what is right for them. Could someone please clarify? I was sort of like a little bit fuzzy on this, but they, they talk about um, souls getting sparks, you know? Mm. Um, and I was really unclear about that a concept. Well, they they sort of they explore in the film that um, your spark can 
doesn't really necessarily mean what you're born to do. No, but I think it's a bit hard to answer without giving away the ending a little bit, and I, I do want to try and avoid that. Yeah, but I think, but based so these um these souls in the great before have to complete their personality template, if you want to call it that, mm-hmm. before they get their what's called an Earth pass, so that they can then travel down to Earth and be born. And um, there's a there's am, ambiguity am, ambiguity. That's, yeah. right. That's right. Got it, got it right, yeah. Um, as to whether or not this spark is your purpose in life yeah. or just something that you really get a kick out of and, and makes yeah. you appreciate life. And I think that's the, one of the central themes of this movie is what what do you in, should you appreciate what what do you take for granted in life and what should you, what should you mm-hmm. appreciate that kind of thing. I think that explains it quite well. Thank you, Matt. Okay, I was, I was just uh, I hesitate only because I didn't want to yeah. ruin the end of the film. No, so, no. Yeah. Now, um, before we go on any further, I do want to talk about the the streaming aspect of this. Mm. So this is a Pixar film. The colors, the design, all all fantastic. I think. Pixar have a fairly flawless record, really, in that department. So it would have been great to have seen this on the cinema screen. But on the flip side, on a technical aspect, I I was able to stream this in 4K. Mm. And I have to admit, the colours and and just the contrast levels actually looked incredible on the TV. And I'm wondering if it would have looked that good. It would have sounded better, obviously, in the cinema. But I'm wondering if it looked better on the 4K TV than it did on, I'm assuming they're just HD projectors here on the island i don't think they're 4k projectors are they what i would say to that matters uh you're a you're a you're a special beast because <laughs> you, you you did you spent a good two weeks setting up the color scheme i and, did and all that in your tv <laughs> I, your, your tv is 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 it's cut for you it is <laughs> no that's true and, and just to like just to clarify there i have photos of all my settings on my phone oh, just no. in just in case my tv resets that way i don't lose the settings that i've got set up we're learning so much more and more about you every day <laughs> i know what an adventure maybe that's my spark tv well, yeah, settings. there is there is an absolute quality about the almost photorealism animation oh, the animation like i just it, that, it's cartoonish but yeah it's, that opening scene his sweater just that he's wearing the way it moves is incredible and then just the because he lives in new york and just like it gave having been there once upon a time you it felt like new york it's it's the vibe that you get from that place i agree some of the aerial shots of new york i was looking at it going did they just send a helicopter up and shoot it and shoot it because it looks amazing like even in the trailer like there's a shot of of um, Joe uh, using a piece of chalk on a chalkboard, and the way the chalk falls, the way the chalk rubs <laughs> off on the board, like that—that that sort of animation shouldn't exist. No, I know. It's, for me, um, <laughs> you know, I—I th- I think they still do them. Obviously, there wasn't one for this because it was at home. But when Pixar did the cinema releases, they always did the little shorts beforehand. Mm-hmm. And there was a short. I—I I, I think it may have been before Finding Dory. That was a little, I think, a hermit crab or something going into the sea and, and sort of its mum was trying to encourage it to not be afraid of the waves that kept coming in. And it looked amazing, but the sand and the water animation was yeah. photo real. Yeah. Which, to me, is like, no, that shouldn't be possible. But apparently Pixar have cracked it. And um, this film, for me, has continued that high quality of animation where some shots, yes, you know that the people aren't real, like they are all cartoony and everything, but... To look at, it's just so lifelike and it, the way it moves, all the camera movements are also quite real. They feel like there's actually a cameraman there. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what 
computer power they're using over at Pixar, but it must be it immense. It would be insane. <laughs> it would keep your feet warm, that's for sure. <laughs> now, we need we should talk a little bit more about the story here and the themes that it goes through because there's a lot of quite full-on stuff going on this, here. And this I gave think, me cry. And the, <laughs> the audiences that they're aiming for here is obviously still kids, but there is a real message for us older kids as well. And we know in this that Joe, he's a bit... Uh, he's got a bit of tunnel vision about what he wants yeah. to achieve in life. And it makes him, you know, not really appreciate what actually else is going on in his life. And this story is a lot about him and 22, you know, 22 played by Tina Fey. She was um, great as well. Mm-hmm. In this. Fantastic. Trying to understand the differences that can bring them together to achieve what they want to achieve. And in this, Joe, he wants to be a musician and he's, you know, a paid musician. He's a middle school teacher. He probably feels like this isn't achieving. I want to be on the stage. I want to be seen. Mm. And he kind of gets that opportunity, but it isn't sort of what he was hoping it would be. It's a bit of a hollow kind of dream at the end, yeah. And we're introduced to, you know, when he is thrown into this ethereal plane that there's this these sort of these ideas of these lost souls, mm-hmm. people who become this tunnel vision and they just they sort of lose what they're doing and they don't they can't see life for what it is and they mm. become these lost souls, which they visualize beautifully they in do, this yeah. as well. And then you see that that is the risk here. That is the fear that you can fall into this trap and you just become lost and yeah. purposeless. But thankfully in the movie, Graham Norton has <laughs> taken it upon himself to try and rescue as many as he can. And that and that some of the funnier moments are with him sort of yes. opening the eyes of these lost souls and they suddenly realise, oh, what am I doing with my life? You know, and now, that kind of thing. Now Graham Norton plays a character called Moonwind. <laughs> and he is he is a living person with other people who are living people, have worked out a way to ascend into this ethereal zone that's called about being in the zone so they're able to transcend themselves rather comically into this other area where they interact with 22 and joe they just go on these beautiful adventures and exploring you know what does it mean to have a soul i think yeah yeah yeah, it might it might sound a bit on the nose us saying that but i don't think all three of us can stress enough how subtle and how beautifully that this film does that Mm. that it really explores that Mm. theme really nicely i just i I really i appreciate in the film, they they demonstrate they they physically show the the closeness there is between, you know, the concept of being in the zone and being <laughs> mm. a lost soul, yeah, right? Yeah, and and I feel like that is just such an like an adult theme, you know. I, the, yeah, this, I mean, this Pic- does not feel like a kids' movie. No, and that's the thing is Pixar have always sort of, you know, you think about some of the jokes in, uh, especially Bugs Life comes to mind when those jokes are in there for the parents who have taken their kids along. The mm. kids don't get the joke, but. I think it might be fair to say this is the first film where they've done that with themes that kids won't get until they're older. Oh, I think is that they fair? probably did that with Inside Out as well. well oh, I haven't seen Inside Out, I must say. I sh- I'd need well, to watch so, that. Also, you know, in, in a lot of those examples, the jokes are in there for the parents to sort of get them through the film and keep <laughs> enjoying it. In this, you know, it's the themes for the adults that are the movie. Exactly. Yeah, they precisely. are the film. What they are talking about is for everyone that's in there. And I think this will go over the heads of a lot of younger yeah. Yeah, it's, kids. Because there are some oh, sorry. really scary moments as well towards the end of the film. No, there, there is. Uh, some of the character designs and, and level well, level design, sorry, um, set designs, that kind of thing, um, they, they, they toy with it, they manipulate it to create all these different kind of feelings just through what you're looking at. So this film as well, talking about you know jokes in there to get the parents through the movie. This film I feel like was almost made for for our generation who grew up on Toy Story and 
It's kind of like going, yeah, mm. those, those kids that we, were our original audience are grown up now. Let's kind of make a film for them. That's kind of what it felt like to me in a way. It's sort of like, it's sort of like hey, how are you guys doing? Just checking in on you. you know? Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, definitely, definitely, yeah. We're, we're the audience for it, I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I would probably stress to any parents out there thinking of taking their children to see this movie that parents, you're probably the actually the you're you're the the audience you're the audience for this. You are. Yeah. Mm. There's definitely stuff in there for kids, and it's definitely a film that kids can watch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I think they're going to miss probably some of the bigger plot points of the messages that it's trying to hand across that aren't bashing you over the head with it either. No, it's yeah. so refreshing. They're not going check out our themes, check out our themes, bang, bang, bang. It's like no, okay, this is you know, it's a nice. I don't think it's a subtle message. It's just no. it's a message. Yeah, and it tells it well. Yeah, yeah, it tells it well. I thought the structure was a little, a weird. I would say. I yeah. think um, the first act of this. This film probably comprises maybe half of the film, mm-hmm. and the, and the, and the following two acts uh, sort of relegated to the the last half of the film. And they sort of not rush through it, but they spend a lot of time sort of setting up a lot here. They do, mm. which I I mean, with the complex themes we've got here, that's sort of understandable. But you know, by the time that Joe reaches the the, the, the what is it, the great before, mm. you know, I think you're about thirty to forty five minutes into the film. But by the same token, though, I did think that the middle of the film started to drag a little bit, mm-hmm. and only because it became a little predictable in the middle. It, it just sort of became a bit of a sort of chase movie for me. It's like they were just yeah. trying to get to a place in time. So that so that felt like it stalled a bit because it felt like the writers were trying to invent things to stall them to stop them from getting mm-hmm. there on time. But that's probably my only real complaint with the structure is is that little middle bit there. The, the film's at its strongest. Even though New York looks amazing, the film's at its strongest when they're in the the great before. I disagree. I think. Oh, the really? New, New York bits are just like just excellent. Okay. Oh, they're not bad. Yeah. I just, I just, I enjoyed the imagination of of the other world they created. That that was phenomenal too. That yeah. the great before that they create is mm-hmm. just the the animation that goes on in the 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 Terry's. Yeah, <laughs> Jerry's and Terry's. Jer- Jerry's the, the, and the, Jerry's. Jer- the Jerry's and the Terry's. Um, <laughs> is just is just beautiful in how they move and things are borderless and. Mm. You know, just creating those sort of things is, and how they can, you know, what, what, you know, giving these souls that are about to become babies their personalities and, and their attributes and stuff like that was just perhaps simplified, but, you know, nice. Yeah. I think Pete Doctor, who directed this film, was probably one of the strongest Pixar directors they've got. Potentially, yeah. If he was a doctor, he'd be Dr. Pete Doctor. Yeah, that'd be that'd be confusing. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Thank you for your input. Oh, you're very welcome. Because now he's done. He's done this. He's done Inside Out, which is another sort of uh, a meditation on like yeah. mm-hmm. on human cognitive ability. D- just to clarify, I should definitely see Inside oh, Out. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. If, okay. You, if this gave you cry, that's gonna that's gonna tear you apart. Oh, <laughs> I can't wait. And if you can watch the short that goes along with that as well. Okay. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is the the two mountains singing to one another. Oh, that's lovely. It the is. volcano. Sorry, the two volcanoes singing okay, to one yeah. another in the ocean. That. I was crying before the film started yeah. in Inside Out. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, if this is just this bit. Yeah. Um, anyway, shout out to Bing Bong. <laughs> Let's uh, move back onto Soul now. That'll make sense. When yeah, so I'm lost now, but that's okay. When, uh, when you watch it. Uh, where are we up to <laughs> with talking about I think we're soul. just really, really happy with it. I think we're all really happy with no, how I, what I, Soul is, aren't we? I, I have to admit, like I did see the trailer and I thought this looks quite good. But I don't know if I if it would be fair for me to say I was looking forward to seeing it. Now I do love Pixar mm-hmm. movies. I grew up on them, but this one 
judging from the trailer, I thought, oh, it's kind of lost. Like, you know, you've got your Toy Story, your Bugs Life, your Cars. I think we all agree Cars is the weaker of the Pixar's offerings. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, I thought, well, what's other than like we can go and see sort of this, this soul world? I, I couldn't quite understand its hook from the trailer. Right. Whereas all the other Pixar films, you go, well, this one's about insects and this one's yeah. about toys that come to life. But once you see the film, it's you suddenly realise that it doesn't need just a, a fun hook that toy... I mean, it's still got fun stuff in it, but it's just the story and the characters that just completely suck you in pretty quickly after about 10 minutes. I was really disappointed when I heard that it... Uh, Pixar films are always like a, a staple of Christmas for me, I feel. <laughs> and I was a little, little bit worried that we wouldn't be able to see one this year with COVID going on. Um, so, and I'm, I'm very, very happy that I was able to stream it, but I really did miss the cinema experience. I would have loved well. to have seen this in the cinema. You know, yeah. It would have been good. So was this planned to be a cinema release initially? It was, yeah. Yeah, okay. If you watch the specials that are available on Disney+, Plus, there's a whole one on how they worked on this film from home. Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah, and how they made that work. That's now, insane. Now, I do have a question. It's, it's more of an industry question, so it doesn't relate specifically to this film, but... So this film and Wonder Woman have come out within a week or so of themselves. Yeah. Mm. And Warner Brothers are doing the streaming thing on HBO Max in the States, but they are still releasing films in the cinema. So could Disney have done the Disney Plus thing that they've done but also released it in cinemas, do you think? I think that's a question of um, PR as well. I think um, I don't know what sort of publicity rounds that Gal Gadot and all all that are doing for... For Wonder Woman, but I feel like if it was a, a physical release in a theatre, Disney would have to spend an extra, you know. Well, it's all money, isn't it? One million dollars to get people around the world to. No, that's of, a fair point. Surely that's a drop in the ocean for Disney. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you wouldn't. I mean, you can't really exactly send people around the world at the moment to. I also promote think a film. I no. also think they're just on a Disney Plus push at the moment, and they're they're just. Hey, look, it is working for yeah. them currently. It is. Mm. Yeah, no, I'll give them that. But, you know, choice is always good. I do, I do wonder if um, anything that Disney now make for Disney Plus will ever get a, a physical release. I doubt it somehow. Because yeah. um, I know that Amazon still released their originals actually on Blu-ray afterwards. Um, anyway, a little off topic. I just yes. thought it was interesting that Warner Brothers are still doing the cinema thing and Disney have decided to go mm-hmm. fully digital. Mm-hmm. Not No option of with their streaming. Cinema, with their streaming thing, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's, it, I'm sure it's working out for them and yeah. I hope that, you know, all their Star Wars things that they've got planned, oh, yeah. surely they'll be seeing releases. But anyway, that's beside the point. Yeah, and look, and look on, one, on the one side, I was able to watch this at home without having to tell people to get off their phones or anything and I could pause it if I had to go to the toilet. So, you know, I mean, yeah, there, there are pros and cons to each mm. each option, really. I think before we wrap up, I just wanted to bring up one point about, I don't know quite what this means, but when they're in the great beyond and they float off into this ether this beautiful white bright light and they pass through it and you get a like a buzz a bug <laughs> yeah. oh yeah a yeah. bug zapping <laughs> noise as they pass through into the great beyond like what what do i take from that <laughs> are, are, is, are they saying that this is actually a metaphor for those two flies in is it bugs life with the fly zapper or is yeah. it toy store i can't remember which one it is it's, uh, bugs life don't head towards the light <laughs> is that what it is i don't know I don't know. Yeah, I, I actually know. forgot about that sound effect. That is a strange choice. <laughs> it is funny, though. It made me laugh. Like, there were some really good deadpan moments of humor mm. in this. Mm. Um, is it, I can't say his last name correctly, but it's Richard Ayoardi. Ayoardi? Yeah. Um, he's great in this. It's only a small part, but I, I loved his sort of uh, 
to get his kind of comedy through his delivery was was really nice for his for his Jerry that he played. Rachel House um, is also a part of it. This is Rachel. Uh, that she's the woman who plays the um, the the cop in Hunt for the Wilder People. Oh, terrific! Yep. Uh, uh, this is, I think, her second voice role as well. She was in Moana, so, so she plays Terry, doesn't she? She plays Terry. She's really dropped her voice down for that, mm-hmm. hasn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's great as the cop in the the Hunt for the Wilder People. That's terrific. She's great in Moana as well. I haven't seen Moana. And Ragnarok. Uh, she's in Thor she? Ragnarok. Yeah, of course she is. Yep. She's the space cop of yep. sorts. Yeah, space cop. You need, you need to work on your um, your animation watching this year, I think. I, I, I do enjoy a, a nice animation. I, mean, I love, you know, obviously Star Wars of Clone Wars is the obvious example, but I've always loved Pixar films. Mm-hmm. I think Wally is possibly one of my favourites of all time. But, you yeah, know, de- definitely um, like with Moana and I haven't seen Inside Out and I can, I can think of a few others that I haven't got around to seeing yet. So I'm kind of glad that we were doing this because um, I loved seeing this film and I think if we weren't doing this, I would have not seen it for another year or so. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's fair to say that we can probably wrap up because, I, you know. Sure. Go see the film. Yeah, <laughs> no, definitely. When I say go this. see the film, if you've got it at home, just go, go and watch it. And, yeah. yeah, I don't know, hug your family afterwards. <laughs> have, some, have some tissues. Go you know, enjoy that. life afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Make the most of your blink. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Ooh. Yeah. Before mm. you head into the great... Fly zapper in the sky. Mm. I don't know if it makes me more comfortable knowing that it might be a fly zapper. (laughs) (laughs) That seems really elaborate for, you know, eternal, you know, damnation is, you know, it's a treadmill leading into a fly zapper. I feel like you could get there. Damnation? What are you talking about? They're just, they're going into the ether. Uh, Eternal ether then. I feel like it's just, it's just, it's a, it's an elaborate setup. Maybe go for something similar, like a, like a, like a, a hand that pushes person, people into a hole or something well, like, like that. Well, like a meat grinder kind of thing. Yeah. Thinking like Gerald Scarf's animation from um, Pink Floyd The Wall. I don't know if anyone knows what that is. I haven't. Uh... Nah, just, that one was just for me and my dad then. <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> on fitting in a Pink Floyd reference, Matthew. Uh, Episode one for the for 2021 and I, you've got it in there. I'm doing well. I'm trying to think of how I can get into Wonder Woman uh, next week now. <laughs> you leave Roger Waters alone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's give this thing a rating. I think it needs to be out of blinks, doesn't it? Now? Out of blinks yeah. or zaps yeah. or Ooh. blinky zaps. Uh, blinks no, are good. Sparks. sparks. Yeah, 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 of course. It has to be sparks. Yeah. Sparks. yeah. Who wanna? Oh, I'll go first. Yeah. yeah. This was a wholesome movie. I needed this film in my life, and it was such a wonderful way to start the year off with this. It was so. It honestly, it does feel like a warm hug. This film really does. It's so welcoming and it's got such great characters. You understand what the story is. It, it is sad in places, but for, I think fair to say for good reason. Like you understand what's going on and, and why. So this was terrific. I, would, I will definitely watch this again. I'm going to give it a solid, no, no a lucid four, four and a half. A solid mm. would be a four, but four and a half is lucid. So there you go. <laughs> Alex, you know? Um, yeah. Um, you know, I'm I'm really happy with this film, even though it made me really question my existence <laughs> and what to do with my life. I'm really happy just to give this a five. Oh. You know, it's just like you say, it's warm. It makes you question things. It challenges you as well. And there are some really scary moments in the film, perhaps visually and existentially. <laughs> and, you know, but that's okay. I thought maybe Joe's character was probably annoying at times, but that was you know that was his character that's what he would do and he had to learn a lesson to change mm. his outlook on life and and I, that's paid off really well yeah so just just a five from me very nice 
I do agree with you that it was challenging, and I feel like the challenging bit of it sort of took me out of the emotion of the story sometimes. And I didn't come away feeling like I have with other Pixar films. I really, really wanted to hit... I really wanted to feel that emotional home run. Uh, and I don't feel like I really... I didn't, I didn't... It didn't give me cry like it maybe did you, Matt. Okay. Um, I'm going to give it a four because the rest of this film was just... It was just off the charts, like excellent quality, excellent writing, excellent music... But yeah, I, I still have a little bit of an issue with the structure of it, but uh, on the whole, really, really fantastic movie. Yeah. <laughs> so it's all sort of just like, we're all quite calm today. It's yeah. nice. Makes a change, doesn't it? There's a lot to meditate on here. No, but there a is. Lot of, a lot to meditate on. Yeah. Is Trailer Island one of my sparks? Is podcasting one of my sparks? I don't know. You set yourself up for this, Steve. You've got to answer oh, it now. God. Why am I here? <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, this has been in Trailer Island. I guess you could catch us on the socials, but I mean, go, you've got better things to do with your life. Okay, let's just, just sit back, relax. <sighs> yes, we've been the Trailer Island podcast. And yes, you can find us on all the socials, Facebook, you know, all those things. Send us a message if you want to see something. If you want us to talk about something, send us a message. We've got a couple from you over the last couple of weeks and we look forward to bringing those to you soon enough. I've been Alex. I've been joined by... Matthew. Number 43. (laughs) Oh, Steve, you're okay. You're okay, Go sit in the shade. You'll be okay. You'll be all right. Don't worry, we'll bring you back. We'll bring some energy back when we talk about Wonder Woman <laughs> next week. I'm sure you've got a few things to say about that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you poor thing! We've been the Trailer Island Podcast. Thank you for joining us for the first episode of 2021. That was Soul, and we'll catch you next week on another episode of the Trailer Island Podcast. Good night. This is a Narrative Network podcast.